Hey, what's up, Stay Tuners? It's your good friend Jimbo here, letting you know that today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member, and you can too. Apply today and let them know that you heard it from Stay Tuned Sports and you start earning today. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And hello there, all you stay tuners. Welcome back to the first episode of 2021. Hopefully, you guys had a uh, a good New Year's. Um, not so bad myself. First New Year's in the new house with the the family, so I went all 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 good, except for my Philadelphia Eagles um, causing controversy, which obviously we will get into. And I want to talk a little bit about the Notre Dame um, Bama game situation as well. So before we get into the show, head over to staytunesports.net to get all our social media accounts as well as any merch studies that you may want to get. I'll be adding some more stuff this weekend. Um, also, if you guys are listening to this as it airs Thursday morning, head over to the Twitter account. We have a new logo and me and our Simbox truck driver uh, need a little help. Josh Sobel, our driver. We have two styles of trucks out. Now we have a light green one and a dark green one with the new logo on it. We're not sure which one to race with. So head over there. I got a poll going. Uh, you click the the tw- uh, tweet. I have the pictures down in the comment section. So whatever picture, truck, whatever you want to call it. It gets the most votes and that's what we're going to go with the rest of the year so like i said our, our twitter account is st sports podcast but you could also find it at staytunesports.net so getting into this show uh notre dame played last friday well notre dame showed up last friday well, can't even say showed up because they got their ass kicked um semi-final game against alabama and from the get-go, there, there was there was no chance in hell. I mean, there was one drive in the third quarter, I believe, maybe in the first drive, gave us a little hope until Alabama got the ball right back. Next drive and just drove right down. Um, in case you were living underneath the rock, Alabama won 30 to 14, and it brings up the question again. And you know, media brought it up to Brian Kelly in his uh, post-game press conference. When's Notre Dame going to win the big one? You know, and it's not just Brian Kelly. Um, they're 0-7 in, in BCS or New Year's Six Bowls since 98. So, obviously, we've had other coaches in that spot, too. So, he can't take all the blame. But if you look at the past since then, since 1998, all the coaches that have came, uh, come through the, um, the school... Brian Kelly is the most 
well, the winningest, I should say, coach since 98. I think he's like third or fourth in wins in school history. 2012, he had to, he, he got the team to the national title game against Alabama and got destroyed. Um, two years ago against Clemson, got destroyed. Very good regular season coach, but talent level just doesn't seem to be there against the top tier teams. Okay, yes, we did beat Clemson this year. And the excuses from everybody that is not a Notre Dame fan was, well, you didn't have Trevor Lawrence playing. You didn't have a couple defensive players playing. All right. Then we play them in the second game and get destroyed with Trevor Lawrence, with all those players back. So would we have beat them the first time around? I mean, Ian Book and that offense did play a very good game except for the one fumble that he had. So it, it quite possibly could have had the same outcome, but that's the regular season. Couldn't do it in the postseason again, Brian Kelly. And it, it begs the question, is Brian Kelly worth keeping around? Yeah, he's, he's a very good regular season coach, but Notre Dame's got to ask themselves, if we want to win a championship, national championship, will Brian Kelly get us there? He's been there for how many years now? And can't put his players in the postseason in the right spots to win the game. I mean, he was quoted saying once Alabama gets to the perimeters, couldn't stop them. We're tentative. Well, why were they tentative? That that should be more on you with the, with the coaching. You know, you should be able to coach your players to the point where they're not second-guessing themselves. Just attack. You know, visualize what's going on. Now, obviously, you know, Notre Dame's not going to fire them. But, I mean, the question's got to start creeping into their minds. If next year comes and we make the the playoffs again and we lose you, you gotta you gotta look around you know see what you can get out there can you throw big money at Nick Saban or you know Jim Harbaugh even though Jim Harbaugh supposedly signed an extension with Michigan which I can't understand you know all year sounded like he was on his way out because of how they were playing and no here, here's a four year extension I think it was a four year now what do I what, what I think Notre Dame should do is definitely I, I think definitely give him another year okay but make it known to him that listen dude it's all fine and dandy making the playoffs but it's win the championship or bust next year you know granted we are losing a, uh, a lot of players I know Ian Book we're losing um, a couple of our defense players we're losing like our linebackers and defensive line we are getting two or three of our running backs that really helped carry the, the running back um, running game this year back. So that's going to help. Now, I did see we were getting a transfer from, I believe, like Wisconsin. I'm not too sure how good he is. I'm not even sure if he's going to be the starter. 
but we're going to be young at quarterback. So it's going to be tough to make it back to the championship game or the playoffs alone. But I would give him another year, but make it known that if you don't make the playoffs this year or, or, or win the championship, we may have to go a different way. Now, last weekend, last NFL game of the year, thank God for me. I mean, I love my Eagles, but man, this year was tough with, 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 for me to watch them. And some controversy uh, came about after the game. So a little, little backstory line if you, again, have been living underneath the rock. So Washington Redskins and the Philadelphia Eagles game got flexed to Sunday night when there was no Sunday night game. Okay. Got flexed from 1 o'clock to Sunday night game. Dallas versus the Giants was at 1 o'clock. Whichever team won there needed the Eagles to beat the Redskins so they could win the division. If the Washington Redskins, or the, yeah, Washington Redskins, the Washington team um, beat the Eagles, they win the division. Now, I only watched the first half of the game because, again, it, it was just bad this season. You know, I, I was just so drained from watching them. Jalen Hurts, not looking too good. And then, you know, I had to work, so I had to, I really didn't get to watch the, the second half. Woke up the next day and started seeing all the tweets about Doug Peterson throwing the game. Doug Peterson's tanking for the sixth overall draft pick. All because he took Jalen Hurts out with being down three points and putting Nate Sudfeld in because Carson Wentz was a healthy scratch. Among other starters like Miles Sanders, uh, Fletcher Cox, um, I think Brandon Graham may have been one. But it, there, there was a, a long list. Redskins ended up beating the Eagles by three, I believe it was. Winning the division. Now, there was also one other play earlier in the game after a Philadelphia Eagles interception. It was fourth and goal. And instead of going for the field goal, he decided to go for the touchdown, down, being down by three. Could have tied the game up. That also irked the Giants. Even Giants players tweeting out, you know, what's going on here? Uh, I think Shaquan Barkley was saying, make me understand it. Well, let me take the, the field goal situation first. Everybody's saying, oh, it's a chip shot. You got to be able to make that. Let's not forget, Jake Elliott missed a 22-yard field goal earlier in this year. So nothing was a chip shot to him this year. Even towards the end of last year, was not a chip shot to him. And then also during the week, Doug Peterson did say Nate Sudfeld will get some snaps in this game. So it wasn't like the whole NFL community didn't know Nate Sudfeld wasn't going to play. Now, the only question I have about not knowing if he was going to play or not is some of the players. The next day, um, Jalen Hurts said it was coach's decision. Uh, Miles Sanders said he didn't know about it. 
and not sure how many other players knew about it. Then reports started coming out that players wanted to go after Doug Peterson after the game to confront uh, confront him about it. So I started questioning, should Peterson even be the coach anymore? Because once you start getting players like that, wanting to confront you, 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 you lost the locker room. But then Jason Kelsey came out today, posted on, I believe, his uh, Instagram page that he did know that Sudfeld was coming in at some point during the game, said that Peterson gave him the heads up, hey, Sudfeld's going in. So he went over, took a couple snaps, got his offensive line with with him. So, so most of the people knew, except for probably the players that were inactive because maybe just didn't pay attention. They knew it was the last game, which worries me. You know, even, even though some of these players are coming out, Brandon Graham came out and said he knew about it. You know, some of these players are coming out saying they knew Sudfeld was going to play. Worries me that some of the players are coming out saying they didn't know. But the, that, that's not the, the problem here. The problem here is Joe Judge and the Giants and the Giants fans saying we tanked the game. We screwed them. We made them miss the playoffs. I mean, well, maybe that last part. Yeah, we didn't partially make you miss the playoffs. I mean, shouldn't you guys beat us the first time around? And then that would have been one more win than the, the, the Washington football team. And then you would have won the division. Weren't you guys in sole first place after like, what, week 12 of it? And then you went 0-5. And, and then Judge, which... <laughs> His, his press conference saying that Doug Peterson disrespected the game by tanking, by not putting his players in a, um, a winning position. Well, oh, and then um, I would never do that to my, my players. I'll always put them in a winning position. Well, obviously you didn't. You didn't win enough games. Simple. A lot of Giants fans, even our, our, our good buddy King here, um, saying NFL should investigate the Eagles for uh, tanking. You do that. If the NFL does do that, which there's no reports of that or anything like that, but if the NFL were to do that, you're opening up Pandora's box and all hell will break loose because now you're you're going to be telling a team how to coach a game. Well, you can't do that because we'll find you. Or maybe you should do this. Otherwise, we don't like that. Well, you know, how about, you know, the Jets? We investigate them for going 0-15. Trading Le'Veon Bell and trading all your good offensive, uh, def- uh, defensive players, young players that are supposed to be part of your future. If you're not tanking, why did you keep adding Gase around for so long but fire your defensive corner? Why not investigate that game? I mean, there's so many other situations that should have been investigated before this uh, Philadelphia Eagles thing. And then what are you tanking for? Three spots. If the Eagles would have won, they would have got the, the ninth overall draft pick. They lost, they got the sixth overall draft pick. Either way, it's a good draft pick. They're not going to get, a, you know, there's no way they're going to trade the number sixth overall draft pick plus picks to move up to number two or number three. So what did they exactly 
do bad. Nothing. It's just all Giants fans, all Giants players, and the Giants organization being little crybabies that they weren't able to win enough games, so they need something else to use as an excuse for their shitty season. And this is not the first time NFL players have been sat last week of the season. I mean, it's it's well known. Week 17 is pretty much like a fifth preseason game. Kansas City Chiefs sat Mahomes because they have nothing to play for. You know, like, do you really, really think the Eagles played for the sixth overall draft pick? Now, I do agree Peterson's wording is post-game press conference was bad. You know, he... he, he, I forget who it was uh, on ESPN that said it, but Peterson's at one point said, I I was coaching to win the game. And then said Nate Sudfeld um, deserved a chance at some snaps. Well, then you're not coaching to win the game. So I just I don't see how the NFL and then um, Sal Palantonio was talking to uh, another ESPN um, podcaster and said that he would like the NFL to investigate. And they asked him, well, what would be the punishment? Because obviously this is the first time this you know would happen if it was found that they were tanking. What would be the punishment? And, you know, Sal said, well, let's take one step at a time. Um, Dan Patrick, that's that's who he was talking to. Sorry about that. Um, let's take one step at a time and figure out if they did do it and then worry about the punishment then. But, but y- y- you can't punish them. What are you going to do? Move them from the sixth overall draft pick to the ninth? You can't do that. You can't take away the, the first round, round draft pick. Can you fire or can you find Doug Peterson? Okay, go ahead. But kind of circling back to the whole locker room thing, you know, if this is true, that's even one player starter, I'll say. If even one starter didn't know Sudfeld was coming in and it was announced during the week, then he doesn't have that locker room. You know, you have Carson Wentz that that day said that he will be, well, a source came out and said that he will be asking for a um, a trade. And then a couple days later, I think it was Monday, maybe Tuesday, um, Wentz camp came out and said he's not talking to the media yet, but needs some time away and is hoping to work things out between him and the Eagles. I think the only way Wentz stays on the team next year. At first, I thought is if Howie Roseman's gone because if he's drafting, he's gonna butcher it again. You know, you're sitting at the sixth pick, you're looking at Chase from LSU or the Heisman winner of Alabama, who destroyed Notre Dame at wide receiver. Do not take a quarterback. You get him one of those weapons. I bet you he'll be back in a heartbeat. 
You trade Jalen Hurts for a, at least a second round pick, maybe a third. And that's my other, my other point too, is like with this, um, you know, he was tanking. Would it even matter or been so talked about if it was still one, one o'clock game? And this is another reason why the NFL cannot investigate because they made the bed, so they have to sleep in this. They put this game on national TV and blew up in their face. So I don't think anything's going to happen as far as investigations. Maybe next year you'll start seeing talks about how to maybe police this, but I don't think it would be the right call as far as the NFL, because once they start tinkering with how a coach can coach a game or a team you know, runs their team, it'll just get ugly. So last week was, like I said, the last week of the NFL, and I thought about doing like, you know, last week would be the last blue picks of the year. But I figure we'll do a special playoff edition of our blue picks. And here is your Blue Picks of the Week, brought to you by Skunk Duck Studios, the best ducking designs on the web. And that is right, like I said. So we're going to do a playoff edition of Blue Picks. Keep the same concept, a little bit um, not as strict on the rules, you know, like blowouts, just basically seven points or more, and the upsets will be three and a half points or more would be the underdogs. So kicking off my blue playoff picks for blowouts, I got the Saints favored by 10 over the Bears. I got the Saints winning. Um, reports coming out that Drew Brees is thinking about retiring after season. Only makes me think that he's going to be um, playing harder than ever to try to win one last Super Bowl before he retires. And I just think they're, they're too good for the Bears to handle. Um, Mitch Trubisky playing a lot better since the beginning of the season. Um, yes, they got that defense, but I just th think the Saints are just a tougher team. Now, I believe I did see Alvin Kamara is on the COVID list, so he may not be available, which will help the Bears a lot. But I just think there's still too many weapons on that Saints team to contain. For my lock... Steelers fans, this one's for you. I got the Steelers over the Browns. They're favored by six. Um, I've been very critical of the Steelers all year, saying that they really haven't beat anybody, which they really haven't. Um, they did beat the Browns earlier in the year. Browns beat them last week to make it to the playoffs, but they didn't have some of their key players. Ben Roethlisberger was out. Watt was out. Um... And I just think you're going to see a repeat of what happened to the Browns earlier in the year against the Steelers. Um, you know, like I said, Watt is just a beast on that defense. And as of right now, 
the, the game is still scheduled for um, their their time because more COVID tests came out positive uh, earlier in the week, meaning head coach of the Browns will not be there. He tested positive as well as some other players. Now, the past couple days, two days, there has been negative tests. So as of right now, their game is still on schedule, but losing your head coach, especially the offensive-minded um, head coach that they have there, is a big loss. Um, so I, I think the Steelers are a lock to win this game and move on to the next round. My upset, I have the Titans who are underdogs by three and a half over Baltimore Ravens. Derrick Henry just um, surpassing the 2,000 yard rushing mark last week, joining like Barry Sanders, uh, Tony Dorsett, Jamal Lewis, you know, there's about four or five of them. He's just having an outstanding year. I think him alone will help the Titans beat the, the Ravens. Um, you mix in Tannehill a little bit with the passing game, and I, I, I think they'll be able to upset them and really the last four out of five games for the Ravens were against losing teams so I, I don't think the Ravens have figured out their issues from earlier in the year just that they were playing crappy teams and looked good doing it so but those there are my picks like I said I got the Saints for the blowout Steelers for the lock and the Titans for the upset and I'll, I'll do more all the way up to the Super Bowl um, which will hopefully be in a couple weeks. Not going to do a national title game here because supposedly might be up in uh, jeopardy because Ohio State's having some COVID issues as well. So, But uh, before I go, head over to staytunesports.net. On the right-hand side is our social media accounts. Click them. Merch tabs up top. Make sure you head over to our Twitter account, ST Sports Podcast, and vote on which car scheme do you think our Simbox truck driver uh, Josh Sobel should race in the rest of the year so till next week this is your good friend Jibbo signing out